Okay, everybody, welcome to uh, today's episode of America Held Hostage podcast. Um, as always, John and I are here to bring you guys the news. Just a reminder as well, before we get started, we do have our plugged-in membership. Uh, we are, we're always uh, reminding you of that. It's your way that you can uh, support the GK um, overall, but then we're also trying to get you exclusive perks you can't get anywhere else. So we've been um, uploading more episode or more uh, sessions from the Destroy Social Justice Conference. Um, just this weekend, we we added a bunch from uh, you know some sessions from Pastor Ken Peters talking about abortion, from um, Thomas Littleston talking about LGBTQ infiltration into the church. Uh, we just uploaded my conversation with Michael Massey that with in my, my discussion with him um, uh, from that from that conference as well. So there was a lot of really good information from that conference. Uh, that's going to be exclusively for members of Plugged In. Go to GatekeepersOnline.com/slash/PluggedIn. For more information on that, and then um, yeah, just check that out. It, it, and again, we're just trying to offer you guys some some exclusive perks you guys can't get anywhere else, including discounts in the GK store for resources, which we're going to be adding more books and more resources there very very soon. So check that out, GatekeepersOnline.com/slash/pluggedin. Uh, yeah, John, I feel like today was one of, or this weekend was actually one of those days or one of those weekends where it was just seemed like every single day was. An entire week's worth of news, and it was just absolutely insane. Well, uh, when we signed off Friday, we said that we wondered what the next 72 hours was going to look like when it came to news, and it was a deluge of news, especially late Saturday night. Um, we found out that the Kentucky governor said that he was going to have the Kentucky State Police issue. Uh, citations to people that uh, came to church services on Easter Sunday, uh, citations that said that they were going to be fined, they were going to be charged with a fourth-degree misdemeanor, and that they were going to be uh, subjugated to a mandatory 14-day self-quarantine. We should just start calling it house arrest, by, uh, enforced by the Kentucky State Department of Health and the Kentucky State Police. And then we found videos of Kentucky State policemen actually doing that very thing. We will get to that story. We also saw that Governor Gretchen Whitmer of Michigan, she outlawed the sale of seeds and non-essential items in stores. She also raised the uh, social distancing fine in the state of Michigan from $500 to $1,000. And then she prohibited travel between residences. So you literally uh, can't go see your grandmother, even if you wanted to, and none of you have shown symptoms for 21 days. It is troubling what is happening in the country because it is happening at breakneck speed. Uh, I have the uh, movie series uh, Olympus Has Fallen, and then uh, it... Uh, but I feel like now we're watching America has fallen. And then of all days today, I saw you tweet before we get on the show that uh, President Trump says that he has the power to uh, restart the economy and that he'll be making a decision to do that shortly. He deferred the governors and the governors have become their own little oligarchs and mini tyrants. And if you thought that impeachment was bad, Covington Catholic was bad. Kavanaugh was bad. Russia collusion was bad. Ukraine was bad. You ain't seen nothing yet. 
because a lot of these Democrat governors and these little uh, Pol Pot wannabe mayors are going to they're going to fight the federal government tooth and nail and Trump in particular to try and not start up the economy because they either want him to fail or they want to use it as extortion and use the people as a ransom to extort the federal government for more money to bail out their cities, their counties, and their states. Yeah, it's it's just it's one of those things. It, yeah, it's one yeah. of those things that that we're seeing that it's basically government overreach on all aspects, and including you know Trump's decision that oh I I can you know it's my decision to. Uh, to restart the economy and all that kind of stuff. And the problem, the problem is, is that he deferred to the governors, uh, you know, in all reality, probably to where they can be the scapegoats for making the decision. And then he wants the glory of being able to reopen it. And um, it's just this whole situation is an unconstitutional, you know, power grab from all sides. And that's something that it shouldn't be happening all the way around. Um, not just Trump, not just the governors, but just everybody. Absolutely. Uh, we'll post video uh, later on in the links that uh, and when we're able to update our uh, my video feed so we can show this stuff live, uh, we'll be able to show you graphs and videos uh, in real time as we record this uh, for our YouTube uh, channel. But uh, and that should probably happen by the end of next week. Uh, what I did want to say is that uh, we'll post post the link to this, what I'm alluding to, but uh, saw 10 Philadelphia cops that pulled a rider off of a SEPTA bus in Philadelphia. That stands for Southeast Pennsylvania Transit Authority. Uh, pulled a guy off a bus for not wearing a mask on Friday. Gestapo much? Hello, brown shirts. How are you? Yeah. Then also that that, uh, that that was I I watched that video that I just felt like that was overkill and on top of that those police officers were not practicing social distancing. I just wanted to throw that out there. Oh yeah, correct. Absolutely correct. Um uh the, the also saw a video of uh a dude not wearing a mask and he was telling other people that they needed to wear a mask and someone recorded him saying so. And I thought, wow, self-awareness really is dead. Sean Davis over at The Federalist tweeted, and we're just going to go piecemeal through these, and then we'll, we'll talk about the highlights of stuff because there was so much stuff that we got to get to. There's a huge rundown today. Sean Davis over at The Federalist tweeted on April 10th, striking how panicked uh, uh, the rhetoric about the Wuhan coronavirus mirrors the WMD in Iraq debate in 2002, 2003, and beyond. If you doubt the experts' WMD claims, it's because you love Saddam Hussein, or you don't care if America gets nuked, or you just hate America. It couldn't possibly be because you think Saddam Hussein had WMD, uh, that you didn't think Saddam Hussein had WMDs. And when it finally became clear that the WMD experts that swore there was weapons of mass destruction in Iraq were actually non-existent, the absurd, the absurd rationalizations began as a way to avoid admitting error. No WMDs? Impossible. Hussein must have struggled them into Syria, smuggled them into Syria. That's the ticket. Or he just hid them really well. Or maybe he was able to dismantle them and get rid of them. 
before our troops could find it. Yeah, that must be it. It couldn't possibly be that there were no WMDs. The same attempts at moral blackmail, refusals to admit reality, and unwillingness to even consider costs are present in this pandemic panic, often coming from the same people who swore that there were WMDs, that the war would pay for itself, and that we would be greeted as liberators. Just replace Iraq and WMDs with the insane predictions of millions of Americans dead. Could all those models have been wrong? Impossible. So-called experts are never wrong about anything, ever. And if you doubted the grim model projections, it's only because you wanted to see millions die just to save your 401k. Are you worried about the spiraling costs of a never-ending and poorly defined war against this pandemic? It must mean you're an insane person who hates science and only wants to see your grandparents die. It's the only possible explanation. And now you demand an exit strategy? You clearly hate America and the troops and everything that this nation holds dear. It couldn't possibly be that you're worried about the tens of millions of lost jobs and destroyed livelihoods and overnight elimination of sacred constitutional rights. The dead-end pandemic panickers who have been dead wrong about everything since the very beginning will be no different than the dead-end Iraq WMD moral extortionists. They will never admit error. They will never acknowledge costs. And they will never accept reality. They'll go from swearing that uh, swearing that the models were accurate to claiming that the models were right when everyone with a brain knows they were garbage, to claiming that the models actually had a moral duty to peddle nonsense, to force action, to pretending that the models never mattered, just like WMD in Iraq. Thoughts, Jeff? Yeah, it's it's a very good comparison, and I, and I think that. Um... You know, this goes back to my my claim overall, which is uh, question everything. And I think that we need to because we've we've seen over and over and over again our our government is not telling us the truth. And and whether it's to cover for themselves, whether it's um, to push a narrative, whatever it might be, a lot of times we're not getting the actual information. So it's important that we. Um, you know, continue to question until we actually get evidence, until we actually get proof, until we actually figure out what is going on. Uh, so that way we can make a rational decision. Because with the WMDs, I mean, it was like you were saying, it was they, they were making all these accusations against people uh, that, that were questioning and we're seeing the exact same thing today, except what's happening now is that it's the opposite side of the aisle that's making the same accusations that were made during the, during the Bush presidency. You know, during that time, it was the Democrats that were questioning uh, Bush. This time, you know, it, now it's now it's like Republicans saying, "Why are we shutting down? Why are why are we doing this with COVID nineteen? Why are we doing this?" And it's and it's now it's the opposite side that's saying, "Oh, stop questioning, stop questioning." It, it just to me it just shows how uh, hypocritical and inconsistent and how partisan life is, as opposed to just being straight up and uh, dealing with the facts. And that's what we need more right. now than ever. Right. And I'm glad that you didn't go to the typical uh, conservative talking point about how hypocritical the left is, because the reality is, is that both sides are hypocritical. And exactly. uh, to add to your point about what you just said, we saw this with the last impeachment of Donald Trump, because everything that the Republicans did against Clinton in 1998 in his impeachment were the things that they were fighting against when Trump was being impeached in late 2019 and early earlier this year in 2020 
and then the shoe was on the other foot. The, the roles just reversed with Democrats. They defended a president, then they attacked him uh, 22 years later. The same talking points, the same thing that happened in 2016. And I know that there's going to be people that will disagree with this because there's going to be some hardcore uh, MAGA fans, hardcore Republicans. But we need to be we need to be honest in this time when uh, we need to be honest with ourselves. We need to be honest about where we are as a country. What you are seeing is the balkanization of America, plain and simple. Uh, and you are about to see something that you never thought would happen, people that would give up their constitutional rights so that they could get back to watching football. They will sacrifice their freedoms for security. That is troubling because they believe, just like scripture, we're sons of Abraham. We're Americans. We have rights by birth. Just like the Israelites were wrong to claim that they were a chosen people by God because they were special. We're wrong to think that we are a chosen people by God because we're special. No, we're only special because God shed his grace on thee. It's not because of anything we've done. It's because we acknowledged him in the first place. To finish up with that point, we have seen... Uh, both sides politicize this and they are not reporting actual news. They're virtue signaling to both their sides. That should be troubling too because there are people with power and money that are using this to their own devices. When you have Anthony Fauci and Bill Gates now saying that the only way you're going to be able to go back to work is if you have immunization papers. Papers, please. Papers. That sounds like Nazi Germany. It just does. It's a precursor of things to come. That should scare all of us. And the fact that a lot of people are asleep at the wheel and they're not screaming loudly against this because they're in house arrest they're gladly going along rather than civil disobeying. That's troubling too, because the only ones that actually make a difference, the patriots of old that fought for this country, there were only 25% of them that supported the revolution. Another 25% didn't care and 50% were against it. It only takes a small minority to make a difference. But Jeff, I'm afraid that we're seeing a lot of people that they just want to go back to the way life was, and I think we're about to see a new normal. I think we've crossed the Rubicon. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I know that I know that JD Rucker uh, wrote an article where he was talking about you know we're he we're headed towards a new normal as well. It's it's a it's a different it's a totally different ball game, you know. And I th and I think that when it comes to the the quarantining and uh, so essentially self isolation and things like that. You know, I, you know, my wife and I were, we're obeying, the, we're obeying the laws, we're obeying the rules, but, but it's primarily for us. We want to stay healthy. We want to protect, you know, our family members. We want to make sure that they're not going to get sick or especially, you know, somebody who might be older or something like that. But that's our, that's our decision to make. It's not, it's not the government, like it's not in the constitution in order for them to actually demand with the, with the force of arrest, 
um, right. you know, for us to stay home and not conduct business and things like that. They, they can make recommendations. I think that they could even, you know, talk about, uh, you know, uh, you know, stay six feet away. And they can make some of those rules for when you're in public. But when they're actually overstepping the bounds of the Constitution, that is the problem. That's exactly right. Uh, we, it's we the people uh, with rights come uh, responsibilities. But we're now letting the government say, well, those rights are privileges and we can give them to you and take them away whenever we please and however we deem. That's not America. Uh, that's the Soviet Union. That's that's communist China. Something wicked this way comes, and you're seeing an erosion. And people who want to push back against the balkanization of what I talked about, you have eight states in middle America that have refused to stay at home order. All of those are Republican governors. But a lot of but then there are other republican governors that they have ordered stay at home orders and then there are democrat mayors and governors that they're continue even in the even in the face of faulty models and seeing us now fl uh, lower the curve and be on the back end of this they're still tightening down <clears throat> it's ridiculous um, uh, and we'll link to this story, but Anthony Fauci said Americans could carry COVID-19 immunity papers. That was from the Daily Caller, and that was in an interview over the weekend. You are probably seeing reports that New York City has begun digging mass graves for COVID-19 victims and that they're burying them on Hearts Island. Well, well dirty little secret when you have 27,000 people per square mile in New York City, a city of 16 million people, when people can't get out of their homes and claim their loved ones and bury the dead, well, a dirty little secret is, is that since 1981, New York City has buried bodies with no next of kin in these mass graves on Hart Island since 1881. There are over 1 million people buried there. It's not just because of coronavirus. It's the fact that people have died from natural causes and no one is able to get out, take them to the funeral home and have a ceremony and then bury them at a cemetery. So this is what's happening. We'll link to that story too. Thoughts on that, Jeff? Well, yeah. Again, it's just it, it's just an, it's just more evidence of uh, of fake news. It's just more evidence of the media is reporting on something and uh, trying to push a narrative and trying to make it look worse than it is and trying to scare people and uh, you know you know try to get people to understand why we're being on lockdown and things like that. It, it's all pushing a narrative. It's all propaganda, and that's the thing that we need to remember is that we need to look past just the headlines. And we need to actually do our own research. And when you look at the research, and you look at the facts, you look at the documentation, it's not what the mainstream media is reporting. So that's just another example of question everything, whether it's come from, coming from the media, whether it's coming from the government, whether it's coming from your pastor, whether it's coming from anybody. If anybody's telling you anything, don't just take it at face value. You got to do your own research and find out what the heck is actually going on. Um, this Again, this is just another example of that. Miami-Dade County, uh, we have the paperwork here from Shannon Joy Radio, uh, Miami-Dade County in Florida, mandating 
that uh, you wear face masks in public places. 1984, I keep coming back to that. We are in a dystopian society. I live in New Jersey, and it was mandated as of 8 p.m. Friday, all non-essential construction must be shut down. And if you are to go into any essential business, you must wear gloves and a face mask, some sort of face covering. And they literally have people outside of grocery stores and Walmarts, even uh, gas stations. If you want to go into a convenience store, if you are not wearing a mask, they will turn you away. This isn't America anymore. I I don't know what it is, but this definitely isn't what my uncle and my dad served, fought, and uh, and defended when they served in the army in the seventies. Back in your neck of the woods, Jeff, uh, you live in Orange County, correct? Yep, that would be right. Yeah, so Orange County, California. So Los Angeles County is right next to you. Los Angeles County has extended a safer-at-home order until at least May 15th and issues requirements of face coverings in in public as well. And that's from your ABC7 affiliate in Los Angeles. Thoughts on that in your neck of the woods, Jeff? Yeah, well, you know, it's it's one of those things where now uh, I I believe that the law is that they can – is that they're requiring you to wear, you know, face masks if you go out in public – uh, businesses are are allowed to turn you away and not uh, and not provide their service uh, to you if you're not wearing a face mask. Um, you know, again, it's just here here's here's my thing when it comes to the face masks. I I would say that this order in order for people to wear face masks when they go out in public would be more constitutional than the stay at home order. Um, I I, w- I wish that they had done that uh, from the beginning as opposed to everybody just stay home. Um, I, th- I think that, you know, that that would be a, a wiser precaution. That way the economy could have kept going. Um, you know, it, it to me, it would be the same as them requiring you to wear a, a helmet when you're when you're riding a motorcycle. So so from, from that perspective, I don't I don't mind as much the uh, the face masks. And that's just from my perspective compared to the stay at home order and shutting down businesses and things like that. But then you but then when you're combining all of them into one. It's just it just seems like okay, so we can't do business, but you're still requiring us to do the face masks and all that kind of stuff. It's like let let's pick one and see which one works. But again, it's 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 all up in the air now. It's all unprecedented, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Yeah, we're gonna require you to shut down your churches, but we're gonna keep the abortion mills open. Yep, pretty much. I can't believe that I, it, it, this isn't America anymore. Uh, another story we will uh, we will link to this as well. But uh, Ben uh, Dominich uh, over at the Federalist, he he actually showed pictures of Governor Whitmer at uh, Walmart's having uh, seeds uh, barricaded because they're considered a non-essential food or, or a non-essential item. So those can't be sold in the state of Michigan anymore. <clears throat> That's troubling because we're going to get to a story where the a, the largest uh, pork producer in the country 
is going in uh, Smithfield Foods in uh, South Dakota, which provides over 5% of uh, all meals in the country, is going to be shutting down at the end of this month. And they are warning of food shortages uh, coming later this summer. Just so happens, Smithfield Foods is owned by China. Huh. Shocker. Taking advantage of a crisis. Shocker. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to that story. Also, uh, we were alluding to that this shutdown of the economy, there's going to be more death that is going to be caused by shutting down the economy than there would be from coronavirus. We're going to post a clip from uh, Meet the Press where uh, Chuck Todd, and yeah, we know that MSNBC is can be some fake news. But uh, when they're actually giving you truth, that's when the alarm bells sound. And in Los Angeles, uh, according to this Meet the Press tweet on April 10th, suicide prevention hotline calls spike amid the pandemic. In Los Angeles, they're seeing an incredible uptick in the number of calls related to COVID-19. In February, there were 20 or so calls. That number has now exponentially increased to 1,800 a day. Donald Trump, according to the U.S., uh, the uh, Daily Mail U.S., says that he will unveil his economic uh, comeback task force on Tuesday. The Epic Times uh, from China, uh, China, Epic Times China Insider tweeted, White House economic advisor Larry Kudlow suggested that the Trump administration could lure companies to move back to the U.S., from China by paying for the entire cost of the relocation in an effort to reduce U.S. reliance on Chinese manufacturing. So, we're going to spend more money to bring the jobs we shipped overseas by NAFTA 30 years ago. We're going to spend more of your money to bring those jobs back home when they shouldn't have been shipped over in the first place. And the people that peddled these lies to you and peddled these, uh, peddled these great, cheap, free trade uh, agreements. And remember, NAFTA was being uh, – we were warned against NAFTA by Ross Perot, who now looks like a prophet with what he predicted on Larry King. But it was pimped to you by Bill Clinton, Al Gore, and also Rush Limbaugh. Bipartisan, this would be a good thing for America. They mortgaged your future for cheap labor and cheap goods in the short term. And then they kept the borders open. They lowered the cost of things that were produced, but they lowered your living, they lowered your wages by doing so. Because remember, only 76% of Americans have a high school degree. That means only 24% have a college degree, Jeff. So all this growth that we've seen, go to college, take on more debt, you're going to get a job. I know several people that graduated 10 years ago, and that 40000 a year job after college wasn't waiting for them. What waited for them? Six months later, was paying, was paying back $50,000 worth of student loan debt and slinging, slinging Starbucks part-time just to get a foot in the door. Don't let these guys... Don't let the people that peddled these false agreements to you get away with this. They mortgaged your future. And now we're the ones doing the majority of the living and the dying out here. 
and they're going to hold you over a barrel. Do I think that those jobs need to come back? Absolutely. But they never should have been shipped away in the first place. That was a national security threat from the beginning. It is not our job to be the world's police force. It's not our job to build the economies of the world. But because we thought that all men are equal and that we could do that, that we could somehow stay prosperous and free, we're now finding out that that was a lie straight from the pits of hell. Yeah, and it's the, it's the same argumentation that's used to defend uh, illegal immigration. It's, you know, cheap goods, you know, that sort of thing. In all reality, what, what we should do is we should just make it, you know, virtually impossible for uh, for people to be, uh, you know, sh- shipping jobs overseas and that sort of thing. But then uh, during that time of transition, uh, you know, that, that's the opportunity for small businesses to open up because it's it's the big it's the big companies that, that are really doing a lot of the shipping uh, jobs over overseas and importing and, and all that kind of stuff. Why not? Uh, you know, just just put a put a crap ton of uh, of tariffs on there, make it virtually impossible to you know do business here in the United States, make it competitive compared to uh, what small businesses can can do, uh, you know, price wise and you know manufacturing here in, in the United States and that sort of thing. Um, and in all reality, if we had more small businesses as opposed to the big corporations, we'd have less corruption. Uh, we'd have a, a more a capitalistic society. Um, and I think that would be better overall. So if we can get back to small businesses, uh, mom and pop shops, people that own their own businesses instead of working for a big mega corporation, it would be better for the country overall. I would agree. I would agree. And over 85% of the American economy is built on uh, small businesses of 500 people or fewer as employees. So we're now finding out 10% of small businesses are probably going to go under uh, by the end of May because of all this. <clears throat> You've seen the delays with the stimulus money. We're now being told that if you filed and got a direct deposit back in 2018 or 2019, that money will be in your account by Wednesday. But most people have already said that that's going to have to be allocated for emergency funds uh, or emergency goods. It's going to be food, water, and shelter. That's not going to be in a. That's not a stimulus. That's an economic rescue package. That's just an. That's just an emergency. An emergency grant. So stimulus. Yeah. I can't even, Jeff. I can't even. So uh, Friday, 7.45, I sent you this link from CNN. Kentucky said that they were going to record the license plates of those who would show up to mass gatherings on Easter Sunday, such as church services, and that they would provide that info to local health departments who would in turn order those individuals to be quarantined for 14 days. That came from an edict by Democrat Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir. <clears throat> that happened. On Sunday morning, a video broke from Matt Walsh of the Daily Wire and uh, Charlie Kirk from Turning Point USA that showed, uh, and those were from television affiliates in Louisville that were there at a local Baptist church where the edicts were posted on people's windshields. Their info was taken, but beforehand there were nails that were strewn at all the entrances, and reporters do not know if those nails were strewn by cops or if they were strewn by vigilantes. They just know that they were strewn there uh, in order to have people not turn into the parking lot itself. That was demonic. 
Um, and the fact of the matter is, I saw, I think, uh, uh, I saw Steve Dace retweet someone, can't remember his name, uh, or maybe it was James Woods, said, if, if you would have, if you would have put, uh, if you would have done something like that at a black church, uh, that would have been a, uh, that would have been a violation of their civil rights. It would have been a hate crime. Uh, and I would agree. It's it's a violation of of your constitutional First Amendment rights, and uh, it's a re- it's a crime against uh, freedom of religion. Yeah. Well, and, that, and, yeah. And, and a lot and a lot of those churches as well. <clears throat> you know, most most of the churches that are that are out there were doing uh, Easter services in their parking lot. Most of the time, they were staying in their cars. Um, and that's and of this thing. was a drive-in service. Yeah, and see, and see, the problem is, is that you know I, there was a video going around, I, th- I believe, from uh, either Saturday or or last night, where a lot of the police and uh, fire department and that sort of thing went up to the top of a uh, parking garage and all you know put on all the lights as like you know like signifying like a thank you to all the medical workers, which is great. We, sh- we 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 need to be doing everything we can to raise awareness for everything that they're yeah, doing I for you us. That video. Yeah, but the problem with that is why can they congregate in a parking lot in their cars not leaving their cars but it's illegal for christians to do that in a church just because the only difference is that they don't have lights on their cars and they're listening to a christian you know essentially through the radio they're listening to christian radio because their churches is uh, projecting through the radio system that's the only difference so why is one legal and one is illegal, and that's the problem. Is that it, this this is not consistent? It's not being evenly applied, and it, and it makes Christians feel like we're being targeted for our religious beliefs, and it's an opportunity to uh, to take us down, even when we're taking proper precautions, and the same precautions that even the police department themselves are taking. Oh yeah, and my source inside a local police department here, when uh, I showed this person. Uh, the video of those cops in uh, Kentucky doing that and the nails strewn across. He said the the cops would never have strewn those nails and what they're doing on the windshields is unconstitutional. And I said, yeah. And uh, when it comes to both, never underestimate total depravity. Uh, your, your father and yourself, you wouldn't have uh, acted like these cops did. But that doesn't mean that all cops are uh, righteous and that they're uh, they're not self-serving. There are some that, because of total depravity, they hide behind a badge, and they uh, enjoy power and control. And there are going to be some bad apples that, just like we've seen Baltimore police plant drugs on people and it be exposed in uh, dashboard cameras or uh, body cameras, you're going to see that cops are going to enjoy uh, arresting people that are violating social distancing orders and to which they'll ju- to which they'll say i was just following orders the nazis used that at the hague as an excuse and they were told that's not a valid excuse so i'm looking forward to seeing some policemen who have a conservative uh point of view or an eternal worldview start saying i will not comply I'm not going to enforce this. This is unconstitutional. I swore an oath to defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic, and what you're ordering me to do goes against the Constitution. I'm not going to do it. And if you're in law enforcement or you're in state, local, or federal government, uh, 
I would hope that there would be some Josiahs that would start standing up, uh, some Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's, and some Daniels that would show some scrote, and they would start uh, sacking up and doing the same. Because eventually, they're going to have to make a choice. You're going to have to choose this day whom you will serve, Jeff. And uh, uh, nut-cutting time is here. We have to, there have been generations that have said, oh, we're going to have to suffer for the abortions of 60 million people. You know, God's going to judge us. But when they talk about it, they talk about it in a way that, oh, it's out in the future. It's here now. It's here now. When you read Romans 1, that's not a judgment that God pours out upon a culture in the future. Read it again. He says he's pouring out his wrath on a culture in real time when you see those things occur. When you don't know where to go to a bathroom, Jeff, when you don't know what a marriage is, when you don't know when life begins, when you have people who are basically Roman soldiers who are washing their hands of everything and they're giving you the Barabbases of the age, they're releasing the criminals and they're not letting you worship. And they're bound down to the social media pagan mobs who fight out, crucify him, give us Barabbas, and they're doing the same. That time is here. You are living in a Romans 1 culture, people. Wake up. And that's a warning to the American church, to the Western church. Your rights are being taken away. Your freedoms are being interred. You want to know what it felt like in the 1940s when Japanese Americans were put into internment camps? We're there. You're in house arrest in your own homes. We're, this is day 28 in New Jersey for us. Never thought that I would live to see the day that my constitutional rights have been suspended because of something that came from some bat poop. Thoughts on that, Jeff? Well, yeah. I mean, again, again, it's just it's it's one of those things where we we just need to realize there there is such thing as constitutional rights. There are things that are that are given to us and uh, acknowledged that are given to us by God, by our Constitution. And that, that's something that we need to remember as Christians and as, as conservatives. And um, that, like for me, that doesn't mean that we go out and we be stupid. It doesn't mean that we go out and we ignore social distancing uh, guidelines and that we go within six feet of each other and, you know, and we don't take precautions and things like that. But again, this comes back to this is crazy governmental overreach and, uh, and we as conservatives need to figure out, okay, maybe we can't necessarily fix things right now because it's already happening, but what, what, what can we do now in order to make sure that, that this doesn't happen again? Um, and, and that's something that I think that we really need to focus on coming out of this uh, COVID-19 crisis is what are we going to do to protect ourselves from governmental overreach moving forward? And in all reality, that's going to be a smaller government, limited government, conservative principles, enforcing the Constitution, get people in in uh, in office that are promoting constitutional values. We can debate a lot of the, a lot of the different um, specifics, but when it comes to the big overarching themes, the thing that we need to remember is that there is such thing as the Constitution. That is law number one. That's what we have to focus on primarily, and that's what we have to preserve. I would agree. I would agree. Sadly, each passing day, uh, uh, I, I feel like we're we're the Israelites who uh, 
who claimed that they were sons of Abraham by birthright and they had the they had the Torah, you know, the the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible, and now we're we're well, you know, we're 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 sons of liberty. We're we're sons of founders and patriots, and we cling to the Constitution. And uh, Jesus referred to that generation as a bunch of white as a bunch of whitewashed tombs full of dead men's bones. And doesn't mean you don't stand for principle. Doesn't mean that there isn't always a remnant of seven thousand who haven't bowed the knee to Baal. But I'm starting to wonder if uh, we are now uh, a country that is a whitewashed tomb that's full of dead men's bones. Uh, because we haven't returned to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God that we appealed to uh, when we wrote the Declaration of Independence in the first place. Uh, the founders that uh, that said, our Constitution is made for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. That was John Adams. Uh, Jefferson saying, I tremble for my nation when I remember that God is just and that his justice cannot sleep forever. Or Patrick Henry saying, uh, I know not course of what other I, I do not know what course others may take, but as for me, uh, before God and before men, give me liberty or give me death. We need to return to those founding principles. Otherwise, uh, we're we're law lo we're lost uh, adrift at sea. Also breaking this weekend, uh, Google and Apple debuted a partnership. Uh, uh, to help track people if they come in contact with corona uh, coronavirus or COVID-19. That comes from the Washington Post. Evidently, it'll be an opt-in if you want to see if you have come into contact with people. Opt-in. Yeah, I've heard that before. Uh, an opt-in service that you can uh, have your movements tracked and see if you've come into contact with people that have been exposed to coronavirus or tested positive. And if you have, then uh, by proximity of your phone, then that allows you to then uh, search for signs and then go get tested as well. I'm not sure how much I agree with uh, being tracked by Apple and Google, my movements, and then saying that it's an opt-in. We're already we're already being tracked. That's the thing. It's just it's just an opt in of whether we want to share that information with 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 other people. Which to me it's it almost seems like that that should be a uh, you know taking away your your medical privacy you know rights and that sort of thing. But what do I know? I'm just a conservative. Yeah, yeah. No, violation of HIPAA privacy laws. <laughs> no, it's not a big deal. We just want to make sure that you're safe, Jeff. So uh, another story, this coming from LifeSite News. Uh, this tweet by Robert A.J. Uh, Gagnon. He said, Some friends have been gravely mistaken in defending Virginia's law that criminalizes church services of more than 10 people. Well, LifeSite News reporting that uh, uh, Bla Governor Blackface Northam of uh, Virginia has a COVID order 55 with a penalty of up to a year in jail and or a $2,500 fine if you show up at church. Cops, this is from LifeSite News, cops bust a Christian service and criminally charge a pastor for having 16 people in a 293 seat building. 
at the service police officers in church in full gloves and asked to speak to the pastor. This is from Liberty Council. Virginia police served a summons to the pastor of Lighthouse Fellowship for holding a church service for 16 people spaced far apart in a sanctuary that seats 293. The charge was violating uh, Virginia Governor Blackface Northam's COVID-55 order with a penalty of up to one year in jail or a $2,500 fine. Liberty Council is now representing Pastor Kevin Wilson and Lighthouse Fellowship Church. That was but the tip of the iceberg this weekend, Jeff. Yeah, it, it, again, it's one of those things where every time we turn around, we're, see, we're seeing governmental overreach. We're seeing uh, abuse of power. Um, you know, we're, we're seeing all these different tactics being used. Um, and again, they are unconstitutional. And that's that's the thing. It doesn't mean that uh, that closing churches may not be the wise thing to do. But it's not the government's place constitutionally in order to do that. And that's the thing that I keep wanting, wanting to reinforce is that us criticizing the government for its overstep and, and power grab is not a claim that we don't have to take coronavirus seriously. It's not a claim that we don't have to take precautions. It's not a claim that we should practice social distancing. It's, it's a claim that it's not the government's authority to do something. And if they're enforcing a law that's unconstitutional, technically that law is invalid because they themselves are breaking the law. That's a problem. And so that's where we as conservatives are finding this extremely concerning, especially what's going to, what's going to happen coming out of coronavirus. What's going to happen in six months? Are these overbearing power grab laws going to still be in effect? Are, is this is this going to be an indefinite thing or is this going to be a temporary thing? That's what a lot of us have questions about. And uh, that's the concern for many, many conservatives. Um, and that's why we need to start talking about this now, figuring out what are we going to do after coronavirus to make sure that this never happens again. I would agree. And that's been the theme of what we've been talking about today. Uh, <laughs> question with boldness. Uh, speak up. Make your voice heard. You need to be talking to uh, local, state, and federal officials. You need to be talking to your friends that are uh, a part of uh, political parties or that are in uh, in some forms of uh, public service. Uh, how how far is too far? Where's the line? And my source in a local police department, that's what I asked that person. I said, where's your line? When's enough's enough? So now we're going to do the quick hits, and then uh, we are, we're probably going to do that for the next uh, five minutes, and then we will do our, uh, our personal, uh, our personal uh, I can't think the, of the, the word, clo Jeff. The closing oh, commentaries. Now. Our closing commentary. Thank you. <sighs> it's been a long weekend, you can tell, following all this news. Okay, so AP News over the weekend uh, was reported on Drudge Report. New, larger wave of millions of locusts threaten millions in Africa. <sighs> That's not biblical at all. <laughs> A plague of locusts and pestilence? <laughs> My wife's laughing at me. Yeah, it's not biblical at all. An F5 tornado, the largest that we've seen 
since the F5 Joplin tornado, which was the seventh deadliest and the costliest tornado in American history in 2011. And guess what? Another F5 tornado hit yesterday, just as large in parts of Louisiana and Mississippi. Huh. Things that make you go, hmm, when we've also had a 6.0 Richter scale earthquake in Utah three weeks ago, and now Krakatoa, the volcano, is erupting. Hmm. But yeah, everything's fine. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. It, 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 it's just all, it's like all, Leslie it's, Nielsen in The Naked Gun. Nothing to see here. You can disperse. Hey, it's all caused by global warming. I'm just throwing that out there. Thank you, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. College students, according to the Wall Street Journal, are now uh, hitting back on their universities with class action lawsuits as students demand refunds of tuition, room, and board for missing this semester. To which I say, you've got multi-million dollar endowments. Those should all be refunded. Uh... Bloomberg opinion piece says that this pandemic will lead to social revolutions. In other news, water is wet and the sky is blue and Jesus rose again on the third day, more at 11. Uh, The Taiwan CDC, this is interesting. The uh, Ministry of Foreign Affairs of the Republic of China, Taiwan, a, a... the Taiwan CDC announced that they sent correspondence to the World Health Organization on December 31st, 2019, saying that an atypical ammonia, uh, pneumonia in mainland China meant SARS-like reactions. Patients needed to be treated in isolation because they believed there was a means of human-to-human contact transmission. The WHO should have focused on fighting COVID-19, not scapegoating victims like Taiwan. This is what the letter they tweeted in part said. News resources today indicate that at least seven atypical pneumonia cases were reported in Wuhan, China. Their health authorities replied to the media that the cases were believed to not be SARS. However, samples are still under investigation and cases have been isolated for treatment. We believe that this is a SARS-like outbreak And we would greatly appreciate it if you would look into the relevant information we have shared with you and that you would share information with us. Best regards, the the Republic of China, Taiwan, Ministry of Foreign Affairs. The WHO never responded. Go figure. We will post the video of the uh, cops from last week that were showing up in Mississippi and they were handing out $500 tickets at a drive-in service. That was posted over the weekend by Matt Walsh. Over the weekend, President Trump, for the first time in American history, declared all 50 U.S. states and all four U.S. territories uh, a federal disaster area simultaneously. We also found out from Breaking 911, according to sources from ABC News, that Americans who received their 2018 and or 2019 tax returns via direct deposit will get their stimulus payments no later than Wednesday, 
of this week. World News Tonight, ABC tweeted, uh, Walt Disney World will stop paying wages to 43,000 workers in the next week, allowing them to keep their benefits for up to a year as they stay home during the coronavirus pandemic. We've also found out that Bob Iger, their CEO of Walt Disney Corporation, who was supposed to step down earlier this year, has reassumed the CEO position to help guide the company uh, during this uh, tumultuous time. He does believe that this is going to reshape the company moving forward and that there will be less workers and more restrictions at their parks in the coming weeks, months, and years ahead. If you think that the, that stuff is going wrong in America with the Western Church, we also found out from dispatch underscore DD, from dispatchlive.co.za, this was in South America, or not South America, South Africa, that uh, Eastern Cape villagers were arrested over the weekend by violating lockdown orders when they went to church, police arrived at about 1 p.m. and the congregants were loaded into three vans. In Nigeria, the Catholic Church rejected lockdown orders from their government. And uh, <laughs> the uh, the bishop, the archbishop in Nigeria said, thank you, Governor Wiki. Uh, we'll stay at home in our churches and worship God. Uh, a judge ruled in favor. This was from the Hill. Judge ruled in favor of a Louisville church saying that the ban on drive-in services criminalized Easter and was unconstitutional. Uh, I guess that's one bright spot in all of this. Uh, the Mississippi church last week that we talked about from Discern News, that church is now suing its local police department after members were fined $500 for their drive-in service last Wednesday. Uh, the ATF is now saying that they are allowing gun stores to offer drive-through and curbside services amid the pandemic. That also coming from Discern News. We'll also show video from the Daily Wire of a 12-year-old girl that was playing basketball alone on a court near her family's home when city officials arrived and removed the hoop as part of a social distancing enforcement effort, Jeff. A uh, couple more things. The chairman, uh, Jerome Powell, stressed over the weekend the limits of its powers, effectively calling on Congress and Trump uh, and its administration to take additional action to prevent a halt to economic activities uh, during the coronavirus pandemic. We're also finding out from the U.S. Daily Mail that the U.S. government gave $3.7 million in a grant to the Wuhan lab that is now being questioned at the center of this coronavirus leak. We're also uh, finding out that uh, FDA chief uh, Stephen Hahn says that the U.S. is very close to its coronavirus peak and that he is eyeing May 1st as a target to lift lockdowns which is interesting because that, that goes against what we're hearing from Drs. Fauci and Burks, the Magnificent. One final story. We are also finding out that uh, that EF5 tornado in Mississippi had a maximum width of one mile. 
uh, and it it looks like it could be worse than the Joplin tornado. They are expecting catastrophic damage in the south. We'll probably have more on that on tomorrow's podcast. Uh, but what should be uh, troubling as we close up with the economic uh, troubles that are happening, only 70% of Americans have, uh, nearly 70% of Americans have $1,000 in their in their savings account before this occurred. 4% of them have no savings at all. So that should be troubling in and of itself moving forward. My final uh, comment, uh, I hope that you went to uh, church either online or in person, uh, that you didn't bow down to the spirits of the age when it came to fear. Uh, me and my wife, we, uh, we went to our church parking lot, had our own private service, and it felt good to, uh, to be, we were social distanced, but it felt good to, uh, to not uh, say Kaiser Curios, but to say Christos Curios, not Caesar is Lord, but Christ is Lord, and have our own, our own personal worship service. And uh, I, I, I felt like that was just a conviction that I needed to make, cried tears because of it, uh, felt like the Lord was near. But uh, when it comes to all of this, we need to uh, be vigilant. We need to be informed. We need to uh, we need to stand boldly, because there are uh, there are spirits and people that are at play right now. Jeff, you and I both know this, where they are wanting to take away everything that our forefathers, everything that our uh, our veterans that we will uh, celebrate on Memorial Day. Uh, lived, fought, and died for in order to continue the, to allow us to live free. And uh, those are uh, those are now falling by the wayside like uh, sands through our hand. So I would ask that uh, in light of Easter yesterday, we need to be praying for repentance. We need to be praying for Josiah's to rise up. We need to uh, be praying for ourselves, what can we do in this situation? Because uh, the more that we are on the sidelines, the more that we wait for this to stop, uh, the more I believe that there will be more liberties that will be taken, not less, because uh, we're assuming the good in people when we think that things will go back to the way they are. And history shows us that whenever you take away these powers, Satan wants just a little bit more. Yep. Yep, for sure. And I, and I think, you know, like for me, you know, with what I wanted to close with as well is just a reminder of what it is to actually be an American. Uh, when, when you when you look at other countries and their and, and what unifies them, a lot of times it's their culture, it's their heritage, it's their uh, their ancestors. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're like, for for example, like if you're Italian, you're Italian because that that's where you are, right? Your unification, your unification, uh, you know, process or whatever it is, it's because you're Italian, right? The diff- the difference between there and here in America is that what unifies us isn't necessarily our common heritage because we're all coming from different places. It's not our common race. It's not our common anything along those lines. What unifies Americans is is a common belief, a belief system. A belief uh, which is found in the Constitution. It's it's uh, freedom of speech. It's fr- the right to peaceably assemble. It's the right to bear arms. It's freedom and liberty overall. That's what is supposed to unify Americans. 
And what we've seen over the last, let's say, 50, 60, 70 years is an attack on that. They've slowly been chipping away at that. And then to where now here we are, where I, I believe that we're, we're at somewhat of that culmination of what are we going to unify around now? Are we going to unify around freedom and liberty or are we going to unify around big government having all the answers for us? And we've seen over and over and over again throughout history, every time the government has a solution, it always goes wrong. It always has corruption. It's always... Uh, you know, ends up being worse for the country than better. So to me, what we need to unify around coming out of this coronavirus crisis is freedom and liberty and getting big government out of making all these decisions because every single time they screw it up. We see that with Obamacare. We see that with Social Security. We see that with Medicare. We see that with Medicaid. The list goes on and on and on. They mess it up every single time. So let's bring it back to limited government freedom of the people and that should be what unifies us and that's going to take us going out into the going out into America and pushing conservative values and explaining why it's important um, and I don't want to turn this into a total big uh, plug or promo or anything like that but that's one of the reasons why uh, I was co I was co-founding the American conservative movement with uh, with my friends JD Rucker Ken Peters and Sam Jones is that somebody needs to unify conservatives around conservative values and conservative voices in order to bring back this idea this idea of freedom and liberty as opposed to big government uh, tyranny and that's something that we need um, so you know, that's pretty much my closing commentary. That Focus on that being what unifies us as Americans. We have a common belief system, which is laid out in the Constitution and the, the Bill of Rights. I would concur, Jeff. I would concur. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Today Today was a long episode, but there was a lot of news to cover from the weekend. Um, you know, there's probably so much more we could we could have covered. Uh, but just uh, Yeah, we only got through our, half of our digital stack of stuff. Yeah. We'll have more tomorrow. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, and then just as a reminder as well, um, you know, with that organization that I started, the American Conservative Movement, we're having our first online conference this coming up Saturday, which is uh, Saturday, April 18th. We're going to be going all day. We've got a lot of great conservative speakers. Uh, the, the the four co-founders of ACM will be there. We've got Michael Johns, co-founder of the Tea Party. We've got Mindy Robinson, who is running for Congress in Nevada. We've got Buzz Patterson, who's running for Congress out here. We've got state representative up in Washington, Matt Shea. Greg Locke, Joshua Firestein. I can never pronounce his name. I hope I pronounced it right. Um, you know, we've got Jerry Wayne, who's the one who confronted, um, you know, Joe Biden over AR-14s. Uh, I mean, the list goes on. We've got like 13 amazing conservative speakers. Uh, it, it's free. We'll be streaming live on Facebook. Um, if you go to AmericanConservativeMovement.com, you can get more information for that. Um, but yeah, make sure you block out Saturday. Don't spend time watching the One World, you know, live stream on ABC, NBC, all that kind of stuff. That's just a bunch of globalism. Tune in, stream uh, our online conference. It'll be free. Great conservative, patriotic people that will be speaking. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of information. Um, but again, it's going to help you to be able to articulate those unifying principles that we have as Americans. So make sure you guys tune in. We'll be back here tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Pacific time, right here on Facebook. And uh, we shall see you guys then.